Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome to Calvary Live. So glad that you have tuned in. And you just heard that number where you are invited to call in. That's the call-in number, 303-690-3000. Ask your questions and give your prayer requests. Love to talk to you, answer your questions. Go to the Word of God as you call in for prayer. Uh, to go to the throne of grace in time of need, as the author of Hebrews writes. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. This, of course, is the program, the show, where you, the listener, get to call in, and uh, we have our conversation, and that's the heart of the show, is the callers calling in. There's another way for you to be able to ask a question or give a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line. It's a different number, 720 0897. I'll, I'll repeat those numbers throughout the show. But uh, as soon as the phone line starts ringing, hey, let's talk about the Lord, the things that are important to you. Uh, maybe there's a Bible question that you have. Maybe you're wondering, how do we respond as Christians? What's our Christian worldview to the things that are going on all around us? Uh, maybe you just um, are wondering about um, some things that uh, that have come up in conversation at work or with your friends or family. So I'd like to help you. We got all open lines. Grab one of those open lines early. They can tend to fill up quickly. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call and love to talk to you. And my name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. I know there's uh, a number of new listeners uh, since Calvary Life has been expanding. I want to welcome, first of all, all the Grace FM listeners that are in Colorado and Wyoming. You are listening live today on this Tuesday afternoon. Pray that you are well. Pray that um, it's it's great to be able to, to see. It's not as uh, hazy today with all the smoke. Uh, actually, it looks kind of clear to be able to see the mountains. That's a welcome sight, but I pray that you are well, and I pray that um, you have opportunity to just be able to be a part of the show. So give me a call at 303-690-3000, and then I want to welcome all those who are listening to on other radio networks, such as Hope and Truth FM, uh, Freedom FM Radio Network. As you call, you can call. We'll have our conversation at uh, again at 303-690-3000, and then you can listen to it next week because you are a week delayed. But uh, we love to be connected to you, uh, and uh, people are listening from all over the country, even online listeners, uh, people listening from other countries as they're on the Grace FM website. So welcome, welcome. Give me a call. Let's talk, talk about the things of the Lord. Uh, let's go to the, uh, the Lord in prayer and uh, so get those phone lines ringing, and we'll go to them as soon as they do. Um, we do want to just, uh, again, um, encourage you, as the Calvary Life has just expanded to Freedom FM, we'd love to hear from you guys all, You know, throughout Texas and Louisiana and 
Mississippi, Alabama, uh, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, uh, all over Midwest, uh, and um, in Washington, Idaho, a uh, whole list of stations that are listening. So I'd love to hear from you. Love to to have you reach out and say, hey, we hear you. We're listening to you. Then, of course, the online listeners from Florida and, and Texas and Southern California. We'd love to hear from you as well. So we're so blessed that this show has been uh, expanding and uh, love for you to, to give us a call. And by the way, if you're... Um, you know, you guys are listening in the Midwest or perhaps down in the South. You're thinking, where's Greeley, Colorado? We're just right close to Rocky Mountain National Park. About 50 miles from the park is farmland north of Denver. And a lot of people come this way even this time of the year because in Rocky Mountain National Park, the rut is going to begin here next month with the elk, and it's a popular time for people to travel. They call it the second summer. This is when uh, maybe perhaps retired people or, or those who don't have kids are able to get away or whatever the case may be. So if you ever are passing by Greeley on your way to Rocky Mountain National Park or wherever you're going, love for you to stop by and say hello and let us know that you're listening to us. Always welcome those visitors. So just wanted to throw that out. We got all open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, the text line, and it's for texting only. Make sure that you are safe when you are texting uh, in a safe place, uh, but no one will answer that line. You can't leave a message. It's for texting only, and as time uh, allows us, we'll go to the text line. Matter of fact, uh, waiting for callers to call in, we may do that in just a minute here, but the text number is 720-336-0897. The heart of the show is really for you to call in. So if you've been wanting to call in, uh, please do so. Uh, I'd love to talk to you. And, and the question that you might have is a question that other people are wondering about. So as we have our conversation, as we go to the Word of God, it not only blesses you, the caller, but those who are listening in. And I think that perhaps a lot of people are wondering about certain things. Uh, people are, uh, you know, hungry for the Word of God. Uh, we had that yesterday on the show. Just people have discovered Christian radio, uh, whether it's Grace FM and whether it's Hope or Truth or whatever the case may be. Whatever Christian radio station that you're listening to, be sure to pray for that station. Be sure to support that station. And uh, it is very valuable, very important uh, for Christian radio to be out there, to be a voice of truth uh, to uh, to this nation uh, that needs it. And so, uh, and you know, just the websites, being able to reach other people across the ocean, it's a wonderful, wonderful tool that God is using to reach people for the truth of God's Word and for the Gospel. we got a couple open lines, so I'm going to repeat those numbers once again. Give me a call. Uh, got An hour goes by quickly, so if you're thinking about calling, call now, and we'll be able to get to you. 303-690-3000. That works anywhere in the United States. That's the call-in number, and then the text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Greg and Aurora. Greg? Yes. You're on Calvary Live. Oh, thank you. Love your show. Thank you. Yep. So I had a kind of a question. I uh, I was saved at a really young age, and my parents split up about the time I was in high school and college. And uh, 
I kind of back. I did. I backslid for many years. I just, you know, got into kind of a party lifestyle and uh, for quite a long time, and then rededicated myself and uh, came back. And uh, through all of COVID, no problem. Very blessed financially. Everything going great. And uh, but just like in the last several months, just. Um, Oh, my wife's getting pressured or to be fired after decades-long career mm. if she doesn't uh, take the shot. Just COVID-related things that are... I've kind of uh, backslid a bit where I kind of, like, escape, like I go up fishing or something, and, uh, sure. and I'll, I, I've, I've dr- uh, drank to excess. Mm. You know, like, just go up all by myself. Nobody else, no drinking and driving, no breaking the law, no nothing else. Yeah. But I just feel like, boy, was I, maybe was I ever questioning, was I ever saved? Or, I mean, I know in the Bible it says yeah. that, you know, uh, drunkards won't inherit the kingdom of God. I just like feel like I'm full of doubt. Yeah, and that doubt will come because the enemy is going to bring that doubt. So I'll ask you uh, a very direct question, Greg. Do you believe Jesus is, you know, died for your sins? Have you asked him to be your personal Lord and Savior? Have you come to Christ and say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. You know, be my personal Lord and Savior. I believe in you. I believe you died for my sins. You rose again from the grave. Yes, I did. I do. Okay. And I'm making I'm making a very important point because you know, we're saved by faith. We're saved by grace through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's not of works, lest anyone should boast. And what happens is, is when we we begin to backslide or if we sin or, you know, we struggle, we begin to base our salvation not on faith. We begin to base it on performance. And that's yeah. where the enemy will come in and begin to bring that doubt to you. You're a spiritual waste. You're no good. You're not saved. You know, here you are doing these things. And what I'm hearing from you, Greg, is that when I hear somebody says, you know, I'm doing these things, I know it's not right, and, um, you know, I'm questioning these things, I'm almost certain that you are saved. And what you are sensing is, first of all, you have the, the, um, you have the condemnation of the enemy that comes along, who's the accuser of the brethren who accuses us, day and night, and and that's what he's going to do. He's going to keep messing with your head, whispering in your ear that, that you're not saved. The Lord brings conviction, and the conviction of the Holy Spirit, which I'm sensing from you and hearing from you, is always to draw you to the Lord. In Romans chapter 8, verse 1, a very important verse, that, that Paul writes that there is Therefore, now, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That word now is very important. That means today for you. So that's the good news. The conviction of the Lord is always to draw you to the Lord. The condemnation of the enemy is always to push you away from the Lord. With that said, the Lord is calling you to himself. He's calling you that I want to, I want to be the one that is your satisfaction. I want you to come to me for help, because what we can do is we get in that state of backsliding, we go fishing, we go, you know, we're drinking, you know, we're trying to numb ourselves, 
People do all kinds of things, and the Lord is calling out to you, and here's the invitation. It is always to come home. Come home. And I think that's what he's saying to you, to come home. And that's where you're going to be able to be a help to your wife, and that's where you're going to find strength, and that's where you're going to find wisdom, and you're going to try to find, you, you will find true satisfaction. Here's the thing. You're trying to find it in alcohol or in fishing. There's nothing wrong with going fishing, Greg. I love to go fishing. Um, it's one of the things that I love to do. I don't get to do it as much as I like. But I know this, that the Lord is my helper, and he is the one that is my wisdom. And it's a life staying close to him is where you're going to experience that abundant life that he has for you. And so he's calling you, come home. He's, he's ready for you. That's always the invitation. Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden. And you've been through some, you know, this period where your wife is going through trials. You know, you're weary. I think a lot of people are tired. But he says, come learn of me and yoke yourself with me. And for my yoke is easy. My burden is light. And you can do that anytime. You can do that anytime. So he's calling you to himself. So That's awesome. Yep. I know know all these things, and yet I just kind of, go through the day and just sort of go, what am I, why am I thinking about this? It just makes me question. But yeah, I, I know exactly that you're right. And I thank you for guiding me to those words. That's awesome. Can I, can I pray for you? Yes, please. Okay. Father, I pray for Greg. And as he, he confesses, I don't think if he wasn't feeling your conviction that, that he would be calling. And he is. And in the honesty of his heart, he's coming and he's saying that I'm struggling, I'm backsliding, I know that this isn't what you want, but Lord, I pray that you would reaffirm your love to him. He just established here on the air and and, uh, publicly that he believes you, that you died for his sins, that you are Lord and Savior. He has expressed his faith, but I pray that now that as he desires and knows you know, that he needs to come to you, that you would just encourage him in that, help him in that, to walk in the Spirit, not in the flesh, to come draw close to you, to can learn of you, to be one that is trusting in you and resting in your love. I pray that you would help him and his wife, what she's going through, to, Lord, look to you, to be their strength, to be their wisdom, stability, everything that they need, and peace. So I pray for Greg. I just pray that he would uh, spend time with you, read your word, and Lord, that be in fellowship with other believers. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hey, Greg. Yes. Hey, Greg, one of the things I would encourage you, get in fellowship too. Keep listening to, you know, Christian radio like you are. Read your Bible, even if it's just a psalm, you know. Go through the psalms. David talks about that time of struggling a lot, and the Psalms always ministered to me. And be in fellowship. Be with a group of believers. And there's a church there in Aurora that I very highly recommend, and that's Calvary Church. And that is a group of believers that will love you, and you'll be fed there, and you'll be served, you and your wife, and you'll be tremendously, tremendously blessed. And so I just want to encourage you towards those things. Yes, thank you. Yes, we do attend there. That's where we go. Okay, you're in good hands then, okay? All right. Okay, well, thank you. Appreciate it very much. You bet, Greg.
Thank you. All right. 303-690-3000 is the calling number. When somebody hangs up, there's an open line. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Juan in Centennial. Hey, Juan. Hi, Pastor. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks I have for calling. a question about, I heard a pastor say that um, Jesus often spoke in parables, uh, so not a lot of people would understand what he was teaching. Uh, that's why uh, a lot of the times he would pull his disciples aside uh, to explain what he was teaching. Uh, I just wanted to hear what you your thoughts about that was. Well, he, he spoke in parables, in the kingdom parables that you have, and para means alongside of. So what a parable is, is a story that is alongside a spiritual truth. And, and so as he spoke these parables, the story they could understand, like a sower going out and sowing seed, right? I mean, they lived in an agricultural area, they could understand that. The parable of the wheat and the tares, for example. Uh, the parable of the dragnet of fishing, you know, and separating the good fish and the, and the bad fish. But as he's telling those parables, they could understand the story it had a spiritual meaning behind it. And then Jesus goes on and he talks about the purpose of the parable in chapter 13. And in verse 14, I'll, I'll read it for the sake of the readers. Uh, he says, as he's quoting from, I believe it's Isaiah, um, that uh, hearing you will hear and, and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, their eyes they have closed, lest should they see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. So as you you know read that, it's like it's almost like, is Jesus saying he doesn't want them to hear? or, you know, um, he doesn't want them to understand. What he was doing in that and quoting that is that he was just uh, given the conditions of the people. Um, you know, um, uh, it, it was something that was given to them, seeing that you do not see, hearing do they not hear, do, do they understand, that um, he wasn't trying to make it where he's trying to hide it from them, Kind of like, oh, here's a riddle. You know, I'm not. I don't want you to understand. But he is getting to where they are spiritually sensitive, so the you could understand. But those who were hardened w- would just merely hear a story without heaping up additional, you know, uh, condemnation for rejecting God's word. In other words, Isaiah was was quoting that at a time when the people there was religiousness. They had rituals and all that, but they weren't hearing the Word of God. So those who were sensitive to hearing the Lord, they could understand, and they could understand the spiritual meaning. Jesus had to explain it to his own disciples, but the parables um, were really, you know, he was trying to reach them, those whose hearts were hardened towards the truth of the kingdoms. And so that's kind of the best way I can explain it at this time. Um, you know, because the, the hearts of this people grown dull, um, it literally means fat instead of dull. Um, they, they really couldn't see, um, spiritually. They really were hard of hearing. So Jesus is trying to reach them with these parables. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, because I yeah. think he, he also commented that uh, the reason also for him teaching in parables was so that uh, not a lot of people would um, accept him as the Messiah, so they would, so he would be crucified, so uh, he could die for our sins or something like that. I'm not sure if I misunderstood him. Well, I think what he's doing is, it's kind of like this, uh, Juan. If a pastor, he feels like, you know, when you're up there teaching, you, you feel like, or a speaker, that you're kind of losing the audience, that they will say, hey, I'm going to tell you a story. And all of a sudden, eyes open up, you know, ears kind of pep up. And I think that's kind of in a way what Jesus is doing, that he just got through giving the Sermon on the Mountain, chapters 5, 6, and 7. The people were astonished as, you know, he taught with one having authority at his teaching. But there are those, and particularly the religious leaders, that were hard of hearing. They were full of pride, uh, others that were full of pride. So he's telling these stories to try to reach a spiritual truth. And they could understand the story, but para alongside a spiritual truth, hoping that they would be able to understand that these are truths of the kingdoms that are given, like the parable of the sower and different kinds of seeds being sown is representing the Word of God coming on the hearts of people. So, you know, they just, um, you know, he's just trying to get a, a way to explain truths of the kingdom to the people. Okay. But but he's not trying to hide, you know. It isn't like, oh, you know, here's here's a riddle, you know. Um I've heard people, it's a riddle, see if you can understand it. He's really wanting to give truth to the people. Um this truth alongside, you know, a story that they could understand. So that's why he spoke in parables. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, okay. thank you for uh your answer. You bet, Juan. Right. God bless you. Your problem. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand, text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. The parables are just incredible, and um, and Jesus giving these parables to give spiritual truth to the people, and uh, but you know a lot of the people remember that um, he would uh, turn and he would rebuke um, the the people. His own did not receive him uh, because they weren't hearing. Uh, spiritually, the religious leaders would reject him, just as it was in Isaiah's day. But there are those who would receive from him, and and um, as he was given these parables, and so um, interesting, those parables, those kingdom parables, are very powerful. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the call in number, and I believe that we have an open line. Text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to Dennis in Broomfield. Dennis? Hello, Pastor. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Dennis? I'm good. Thank you. It's been a while since I called, but I got a quick question here. Um, I've been trying to witness to my my grandson, and and he's a Catholic, and he doesn't go ch- he doesn't go to church on Sunday. And I would tell him, I go, look, Frank, I go, if you believe, if you follow a Catholic religion, according to their their, their bylaws or whatever. If if you don't go to church on Sunday or hold that obligation, because you know um, you know you're lazy, you just don't want to go, and and if you don't confess that sin to a priest, and God forbid you die before that, according to their belief system, you go to hell. Now, 
you know, because I think the Bible says something. If somebody says it, it might not be a sin for you, but it could be a sin for somebody else. Like, for example, eating meat, eating pork to um, early believers. So, and I would tell them, I go, look, you just can't pick and choose. And that's everything. It, it goes for Baptists, uh, Calvinists, you name it. You just can't pick and choose what you want to believe in. And if you believe, if you're a devoted follower of Catholic faith, again, is that true, Pastor? Because we believe, as a Protestant, that, you know, no, it's not a holy day of obligation. We're not going to go to hell if we, if we don't go to church right. this day, but the Catholics do. So would they go to hell? Well, Dennis, I was raised in the Catholic Church, and, you know, I was never taught that if you didn't go to church that you would go to hell. Um, I was never taught that. There are a lot of inconsistencies that, you know, with the Bible— uh, that the Catholics teach, like purgatory, um, like praying to saints, um, Mary is a co-redemptor, things like that. I think the best way to to um, minister to your grandson is to, here. here's the real key, um, sometimes when we're ministering to other people, and it's whether it's with somebody that you're trying to reach in a Catholic church or somebody um, that you know, is in a church that is apostate or somebody who doesn't know the Lord or whatever the case may be, um, sometimes we focus so much on what we don't believe rather than what we do believe. And, you know, we, we like to challenge them. Dennis, just give him Jesus. Give him Jesus. And it's good for you if you can open your Bible and say, okay, certain things about eternal life, you know, what saves us, um, what, you know, what does the Bible have to say? That was the real key for me coming out of Catholicism was when I heard the Bible open up and read to me that my whole, you know, life changed because the Word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. But what you do is you give him that. You give him the Word of God. You give him Jesus, the grace of Jesus Christ, because a lot of Catholics believe that, you know, if I follow the sacraments, if I've been baptized, I took a communion, went to confession, you know, these things that I've earned salvation. And you and I know that what saves us is not going to Sunday, whether he's been taught that by a priest or not. I don't know. Um, it's not, you know, taking of the sacraments. It's not um, any of those things given to the church. It is faith in Jesus Christ alone. So, Keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing is Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I think that's really going to help him. And and then to be able to just talk to him about these things. You know, there is no purgatory. You, you know, there that that's just, it's not in the Bible. There is heaven and there is hell. And I care about where you spend eternity. And to talk to him and approach him in that way, um, you know, that... Jesus, he's our mediator. There's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. And so, you know, when I began to understand those things, it was like, wow, uh, this is amazing. This is powerful. And just pray that God will open up his heart and God will, you know, soften his heart for what, you know, the Word of God declares to him. Tell him what you do believe and, and focus on that. And Jesus Christ and him crucified and give them Jesus. That's for all of us. And because I think that that's a powerful message 
the love of Jesus Christ, the provision of Jesus Christ to give to others. So, Father, I do pray. I thank you for, Lord, for Dennis calling, and he cares about his grandson, and he wants to point out the inconsistencies and help him to believe in Jesus. And I thank you for Dennis calling and for his heart for that. Give him wisdom. Help him point out the truth and help his grandson to understand what Jesus did for him in going to the cross and dying for his sins and rising from the grave that he would understand that salvation comes by not going to church you know you know or going to church or whatever but by faith in Christ alone so i pray you bless Dennis help him and lord just work in his grandson's heart and drawing him to you in Jesus name amen hey thanks Dennis give me a call got a couple open lines 303-690-3000 we will be right back stay tuned Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad to be with you on this Tuesday. It's a beautiful day here in Colorado. I am broadcasting from Greeley, Colorado, Calvary Greeley. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor the church had the privilege to be here for 25 years, to be a part of this community, to be a part of uh, so many lives here in Weld County and Greeley, and I'm just blessed and, and so looking forward to what the Lord has for us. And I would encourage you, you can be a blessing in the community that you're in, where you're at, and and uh, I know the Lord wants to use you in the days in which we are in. So give me a call. I think we have Perhaps we have full lines, but we're going to go to the phone lines. And um, when somebody hangs up, then um, you know that there, there's an open line and grab it. So we got plenty of time in the show as we are heading into the second half. Let's go to Chantel in Memphis, Tennessee. Chantel? Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. We, You know, we were praying for... Um, you guys in that area of Tennessee where the floodings, we've been reading about that, and we're so sorry for what yes. has taken place. Thank you for your prayers. We appreciate it. We need it. You, yeah, absolutely. So so thank you for calling Calvary Live. How can we minister to you? Yes, I have a son who is 23. He's our fourth son. We have five. Um, he has got married, and he's only 23, and he and the young lady are uh, pretty much away from the family because of some incidents that occurred. Um, meanwhile, she is abusing him. Um, she's expressing narcissistic behavior. She won't let him come around the family. She sits on the phone near him while he's trying to talk to anyone to screen his calls. She's been hitting him, and she has a little boy. They have a one-year-old, and they were homeless at one time, but she's now living with a sister, and the sister is also helping her to keep my son away from us. Meanwhile, they're in a dangerous neighborhood, um, and she has quite frequently had him run up on incidents where he's had to protect her from people that she starts fights with, and he's pulled guns on people. She's had him stealing out of the store to get diapers, and uh, they've gotten caught a few times. 
I'm concerned about his safety with her. I don't want to pray against the marriage. Um, I know that this sure. is something they did on their own. Um, but at the same time, I need to pray for Jarek's eyes to be open because he, he doesn't feel that yeah. she's abusing him. And yeah. he's just not happy anymore. He's not the same person. Uh, he's doing drugs. He's yeah. carrying guns. And it sounds just, like a lot of, lot of stuff that is there, Chantel. And, you know, in isolation, the, the abuse and the drugs and and uh we're gonna pray for you, for him, for your family, for you to have wisdom. And so Lord, we do that right now as I hear a mother that is very, very concerned uh for her son that she loves in a marriage that where there's there's problems, there's upheaval, there's difficulties, isolation. Lord, we know that that's not what you want. So I pray for Chantel that you would help her minister to her son even though he's isolated. And I just pray for you to intervene in this family, in this marriage, to bring peace, uh, Lord, to, to bring safety, um, to bring um, everything that is needed. Uh, if there's, you know, um, abuse of drugs, abuse physically, Lord, that you are intervene and you give Chantel, you, she knows the situation. Lord, just wisdom to be able to, to be able to minister, and, and Lord, that they would get the help that they need, that her son would get the help that he needs, and, and Lord, I just pray that you would just work in this situation that um, is very dire right now, and it's and you're the one that can intervene in hopeless situations, and uh, I just pray for her son to be safe. If he needs to get to a safe place, that he would do that, and Lord, that um, that he would um, this marriage, you would work a miracle. and But, Lord, there's a lot there. You know the circumstances, and I just pray that you would intervene and, and bring in salvation and, and bring in healing and bring in restoration. And, Lord, um, everything that needs to be done, um, you know, and that you would work in Jesus' name. Amen. Chantel, yeah. we're going to be praying. It sounds difficult, and I'm so sorry I know as a parent, seeing that, that it's hard and your your heart breaks for it, but we're going to be praying, and the Lord, He sees and He knows, and you keep praying as well. So much. I, I so needed that. I appreciate it very much. You bet. God bless you. God hey, bless let's go you. to. Thank you. You bet. Hey, 303 690 3000. So somebody hangs up, there's an open line. Phil's been waiting in Aurora. Phil? Hey, Phil? Are you there? So, Phil in Aurora, if you get a chance, Phil, maybe you can call back. He was on hold. So sorry, Phil, but let's continue on and move through um, the phone lines. Let me see where I'm at. Uh, Liam in Florida. Liam? Liam, are you there? Liam in Florida. So, Liam... If um, let's just double check, okay, Liam in Florida, uh, he asked a certain question that um, it kind of goes along with the text question that came in, and that was in these uncertain times, what should we do to find clarity for moving back to some kind of normal? And uh, Liam, that would have been a great conversation, and uh, but um, Liam couldn't hold on or whatever. There's a text message that came in that was very similar. And so 
there's a lot of question. There's a lot of wondering um, that, you know, is there going to be going to go back to normal? And I don't know if we are. One of the things that we've been talking about is on Sunday mornings is the Olivet Discourse. And as the disciples are hearing from Jesus about the signs of the end, the signs of his coming, that Jesus likened them to birth pangs. And we know that as we look at those signs, there's always been, as he says, there's going to be false Christ that will come on the scene. Take heed, don't be deceived. That's the very first thing he says. He says there's going to be kingdom against kingdom, nation against nation, wars in uh, various places. He says there's going to be famines, pestilence, earthquakes, um, all these different things that he talks about. And these are the beginning of sorrows or birth pangs. As we put all of the Olivet Discourse together with Matthew 24, Mark chapter 13, Luke chapter 21, um, we see the perplexity of nations with distress uh, fearful signs in heaven, all these things. So this is a restraining time, and all of it will culminate in the tribulation period to bring, you know, birth pangs. When a woman has a child and, and goes into labor, those birth pangs, um, the labor pains, uh, become more frequent and more intense. So with that said, my point is simply this, that we're headed to to where the Lord's going to come back. We're seeing the birth pangs. I don't know if we're going to go back to a normal. They use the term new normal, but what is that going to be? And I think that the world is changing. It's changing quickly, and we need to be wise and discerning of the days in which we are in. And so I I pray that we are, and that's why we're going through this section, to be able to understand you know, the things that are going to be taking place, even as Jesus, he rebuked the religious leaders, and he would say to them that, um, you know, you can discern the the sky, the weather, but you can't discern the coming of the Son of Man. And so as we look at these birth pangs, Paul, when he was writing his last words to Timothy, he said, Timothy, in the last days is going to be perilous times. And that word perilous takes on the meanings of grievous, it takes on the meanings of, of, of fierce. They're going to be perilous times. So we know that days are going to be different and challenging in the days in which we're in. Listen, we got all open lines, so I'm going to give you that number. And while I'm talking about these things, please give me a call. 303-690-3000 a call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. But as we have some time waiting for the calls to come in, I just would encourage you um, to, you know, be wise and discerning because that is a commandment of the Lord. Be watching, be waiting, occupy till I come. I come at a time that you do not know. Paul would say that it's going to be perilous times. He said, Timothy, that there's going to be those of counterfeit and corrupt minds that will be on the scene. Evil men and imposters are going to grow worse and worse. And Timothy, the time's going to come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but have itchy ears, heaping up teachers after themselves. That's where it's all headed. So to have a normal of what we've been used to, I don't know. Things are changing so quickly. I pray for revival in our nation. I pray that um, that there's a turning to the Lord, because I believe that is the hope of our nation, is a spiritual awakening, a spiritual revival. 
So if you got any questions about those things, give me a call. We got all open lines all of a sudden. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. So um, I'm going to answer a text question. It kind of goes along with what we were talking about. What exactly is the day of the Lord, and are we in the day of the Lord? And I think that's an important question for us to understand, because sometimes we will hear things. um, End-time prophecy has suffered on two ends. I was talking about this on Sunday. One is neglect, uh, that there are uh, many churches out there that won't talk about it. They won't a study through the book of Revelation. They won't talk about the rapture of the church. They won't talk about um, end-time events. Uh, they feel like we're going to burden people, we're going to trouble people, so we're not going to talk about it. Um, so there's neglect on one end, and I think that's a very subtle um, you know, thing that the enemy has brought to the church. Don't tell the people about the coming of the Lord. They don't want to hear it. Don't trouble them. And remember this, that when Paul, he wrote about the rapture of the church to the church at Thessalonica, and when he wrote about the day of the Lord uh, as well, he said, comfort one another with these words. So those things are given to us, not to trouble us, but to comfort us. And so we can be wise. But it's also interesting that Paul, in his second missionary journey, two of the early epistles um, are First and Second Thessalonians. The other one's Galatians. Paul would write it at the end as he was in Corinth there in his second missionary journey. He wrote to the church at Thessalonica. He was there. He was run out after three Sabbaths. Many scholars believe that's what is told to us in the book of Acts. Being there for three Sabbaths, he was run out of the city. But during that time, he talked to them about the return of the Lord. And sometimes people say, well, you know, end-time prophecy doesn't have anything to do with spiritual growth or it doesn't help us, you know, as believers. Well, Paul, to a young church, talked to them about the return of the Lord. He talked to them about the day of the Lord. And the day of the Lord, this is important uh, to answer the text question, is a period of time. It begins with the tribulation period, and the tribulation period begins with the the Antichrist coming on the scene. So um, Revelation chapter 6, verse 2, the rider on the white horse and then also, as we know from Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, Daniel's 70th week, that final seven-year period, known as the tribulation period, that it begins with the Antichrist making a covenant with Israel for one week. So that is beginning of the day of the Lord, seven years of tribulation. It includes the second coming of Jesus Christ and then the millennium reign. So that's the day of the Lord. So when people quote from like Joel or from, you know, Revelation chapter 6 about the moon turning to blood and, and all of this, they're talking about a period of time that we are not in. And when people start talking about if you get the vaccine, you're taking the mark to the beast, that's going to happen in the day of the Lord. So we want to be careful that we keep everything in context. We want to keep everything in context. We are not in the day of the Lord. And I believe that the church is going to be raptured before the day of the Lord. And it's interesting. Let me read it to you. And again, we got all open lines. So you got plenty of time to call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. But while we're on this subject, Paul was writing to this young church. 
and he ends every chapter in First Thessalonians with the mention of the return of the Lord. And he says, For the Lord himself in chapter 4 will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, harpazo, where we get the, the uh, Latin word rapturus, uh, where we get our English word rapture. It's a sudden taking together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So there's going to be a generation of Christians that are going to be taken, raised up to meet the Lord in the air. Uh, some people say, I don't believe in the rapture. The The word rapture is not in the Bible. Well, it's in the Latin Bible. And it is very clear, Paul gives us the doctrine of the rapture of the church. And then he goes on and says, but concerning the times and seasons, times are long, discriminate you know, periods of time. Seasons are things that mark those times. Brethren, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. So as he um, is talking about the day of the Lord, it is that time he changes the pronoun to they when they say, peace and safety, sudden destruction comes upon them. So we're not in the day of the Lord. Always keep that in mind because people quote from, you know, the moon is, you know, turned to blood and the sun's darkened. That's the day of the Lord, folks. And we are not in the day of the Lord. Oh, if you do this, if you take the vaccine, you'll take the mark of the beast. We're not in the day of the Lord. That's going to take place in the time period of the day of the Lord. So hopefully that clears things up. Hey, uh, we got uh, go to phone lines again. Got plenty of time for you to call in. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Let's go to Matthias in Denver. Hi, Matthias. Hi, Pastor. How are you? Thanks for calling. I'm good. How are you? I am doing good. Um, you probably don't remember me because I called last year, but I called saying that my wife and I were having a lot of problems getting pregnant and she had lost hope and all of that. Um, I wanted to call in praising God saying that we got pregnant and, uh, yeah, so we're super excited and thank you for praying for us. Absolutely. So that is wonderful news. So, um, Let's give the Lord thanks for that, all right? Absolutely. And can we also pray for all those who are having problems getting pregnant? Absolutely. Sure, Matthias. Father, as he prays in, gives a testimony. You see in the scriptures, you're the one that opens the wounds. And Lord, um, how um, that child that his wife, uh, she's conceived, that that child is fearfully and wonderfully made, as Psalm 139 declares. So we give you praise. We thank you for that. And Lord, I just pray that you would just bless that pregnancy, that they would have um, a healthy child, and uh, that his wife would have as easy time as pregnancy uh, as she can, uh, even though there's a number of things that go along with it, and that when the child is born, that rejoicing would continue, and you'd bless that child. And Lord, we do also pray as Matthias, he knows the struggles of trying, you know, him and his wife are trying to have a child. And those who are going through that challenge, we just pray that you would just help them and be with them. And Lord, that um, there's always hope in you. We just pray for your touch upon them, for those who want to have a child, who are trying to conceive. Uh, Lord, you're the one that is the creator of life. 
and we can trust you with those things. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would bring comfort, that you bring blessing, that you would work miracles, even were those who seem hopeless. Um, Lord, that you would just work in, in those situations. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank hey, you so thanks much. Thanks for Pastor. calling. You yeah. bet. Thanks for calling. Hey, keep us updated, okay? I will, absolutely. God bless you. God bless you as well. 303-690-3000, the call-in number, text line again, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Rhonda in Mississippi, Biloxi, Mississippi. Rhonda, did I say that right, Biloxi? Yes. Thank you for calling. Praise God. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus, for letting me call. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm calling to pray because I want to pray for the world, for America, me in particular, but for everybody to love the Lord with all of our hearts, all of our minds, and all of our strengths. And I want to pray that we're wise and we're bold and we're courageous and that we go to the lost and we're not scared, that we go to the lost and then we stand up for Christ. And I want to pray for sin that's beholding me, but I know it's beholding a lot of people. I want to pray for sin of overeating to 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 wipe be wiped away from our nation. It's just it's everywhere. It's even in fellowship. When you go to parties there's cakes and ice cream and cookies and everything. <laughs> so it's kinda of, I just want to pray for that but okay, and I Rhonda. pray for and I pray for yeah. us to love our neighbors. Yeah, that's good good prayer, good prayer request and know the Lord. The greatest commandments. Remember that the scribe came to Jesus, said what's the greatest commandment and what was the answer? to love the Lord with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, just as you were saying that's, that's what we're going to pray for, and then to love your neighbor as yourself. And you know that there is, you know, you know we are a blessed nation, and, and we have a lot of food in abundance. Um, but, you know, Father, we just pray. As I thank you for Rhonda calling from Mississippi. I could just tell that she loves you, and she's on fire for you. We just pray that people would come. We do pray for that spiritual awakening and revival for this nation because that's the hope of our nation we are so blessed and i pray that we wouldn't take it for granted the the abundance that we have and and lord that um that we know that um that lord that we can be thankful for what we receive but but lord i do pray that more than anything that we be a people that share that we be a people that cares for others that, that, Lord, uh, there are those that are around us that, that I know even in Greeley here, and I'm sure where Rhonda lives, that they're hungry and they don't have food. And food banks have been, have been so busy. So, Lord, that we would be thoughtful. But I thank you for Rhonda calling in her prayer for America, that there would be a coming to you because you are the hope of our nation and that people would come to salvation and learning of you, that we would be light, that we would be a voice of truth. And Lord, we are here for such a time as this. And Lord, to be a witness of the, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Rhonda, thank you, thank you for calling. You call Praise me back God, anytime. Okay, okay I God will. bless you. Okay, okay good bye. to hear from you. Uh, so wonderful to pray for a nation. Hey, uh, let's go to Dennis in Greeley. Hi, oh, Dennis. Hi, Pastor. How are you doing today? I'm good. Welcome hey, to I Calvary a, Live. I'll make, I'll make it quick. Uh, I have a question. Um, 
we, we attended a church here in Greeley, a local church in Greeley, and uh, we, we kind of have some issues in church right now with some members, um, between members, as far mm-hmm. as the doctrine is concerned. Um, I was wondering, uh, does it say anywhere in the Bible that uh, you, you, need, you need to be baptized uh, to be a member of a church? Is, no. Usually, yeah, that's usually the denomination, and I don't know if— you know, you can talk to the church and, you know, see their bylaws and and see why do you have to be baptized to be a part of the church. It may be that um, that they believe that baptism, I don't know if necessary for regeneration, for salvation, if that's the doctrine that is there. I do not believe, you know, baptism is important. We, we are told to be baptized and um, it's something that's important in the life of a Christian, but it's not necessary to be water baptized to be a member of the church or to, you know, for salvation. We know that salvation comes by faith alone in Jesus Christ. But there there are some that, that the baptism is, you know, if you're going to be a part of the church, you have to be baptized into the church. We're not baptized into you were baptized into the body of Christ, but not into a church particularly. And um and we are baptized. Baptism, remember, is to identify with Christ. It's not to identify with the church. And Paul writes about that in Romans chapter six when he begins to talk about um, you know, sanctification. He has the doctrine of justification is by faith alone in chapters three, four, and five. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? Chapter 6, certainly not. Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, we're baptized into his death? And so when we are baptized, we identify with Christ. We're not identifying with the church. Matter of fact, Paul would address that in the Corinthians church because they were being carnal. He says, you guys are carnal is what you are. And he goes on and he says that... Um, that, you know, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say that I baptized in my own name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanas. Besides, I do not know whether I baptized any other. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. So baptism is not necessary to belong to the church. Anybody who's a believer belongs to the universal church, um, and it is not necessary for salvation either. Okay, that yeah, that kind of answers my question. Um, I was kind of on the same um, lines as you were there as far as, you know, um, the way I understood, you know, growing up and being a Christian was that, you know, you know baptism was a symbol of, you know, of, of becoming a new man in Christ. Yeah. You know, you put off the old man, you're submerged, and as you get up out of the water, you know, you're you're baptized into, in, into Christ's um, world, you know, uh, with Christ. Yeah, it, you, going under the water, it, it, you're identifying that the old man, the old woman is buried. Right. And, um, you know, and then coming out of the water, you're... You're identifying with that newness of life, that resurrected life with Christ. It's a powerful picture, and we encourage, matter of fact, we're going to have a baptism next month. 
Um, we've we've had I think three this summer, uh, and it's wonderful. It's a great time. We encourage people to come out and to support those who are being baptized. Um, it's an important expression of faith, a public declaration, not to get saved, a public declaration that I am saved and I identify with Christ. But it's a wonderful time in the life of a believer. But, you know, I don't see in the Scripture where you have to be baptized to join the church or be baptized to be saved. And so the two maybe are connected in the church that you're at, and you might want to ask them about that and then go from there. Okay. Well, I, th- I thank you so much, Pastor. Um, you God bet, bless Dennis. You. And um, yeah. have, a good, have a good day. Thank you for calling, Dennis. God bless you. you too. Hey, we're getting... We're getting to the end of the show. We just got a little bit of time. I want to thank everybody for calling in. You know, here's the thing that I want people to understand is that we're saved by faith alone. And when anybody comes along and says that you have to be baptized or you have to join this church or you have to, you know, do these things, Paul was dealing with that with the Galatians when it came to circumcision. And they were saying that it's not just faith in Jesus Christ— but you have to be circumcised. You have to keep the the law of Moses. And so there are those who say you have to keep dietary laws or whatever the case may be. Listen, it is faith alone in Jesus Christ. And it is by grace through faith that we are saved. It's not of ourselves, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So always keep that in mind. Thank you, everybody. Had a great show today. Appreciate everybody that called in. And so Calvary Live will be back at the same time tomorrow. And I pray that you have a great evening, a great afternoon. Stay close to the Lord. Keep reading your Bibles. And God bless you. Looking forward to being with you, Lord willing, next week. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.